Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wa salatu salama rasulillah. O believers, when an ummah, nation, weakens, divisions and differences increase within it, and its ailments magnify, and deviations multiply to the point that they reach the foundations of their religion and creed and shake them. Just as they replace an agreed-upon etiquette with an etiquette that does not belong to them, for their weakness leads to imitation, and Allah the Exalted has decreed that this nation will depart from the straight path of its Lord in some periods of its life, and that it will embark on the path of the misguided, and that its sons will follow its enemies in every significant and insignificant matter, and in every major and minor matter except for those whom Allah has relieved from this affliction, and how few are they. And the Prophet ﷺ has informed about this, You will most certainly follow the ways of those who came before you, arm's length by arm's length, forearm's length by forearm's length, handspan by handspan, until even if they enter a hole of a spiny-tailed lizard, you will enter it too. They said, O Messenger of Allah, do you mean the Jews and Christians? He said, Who else? And in another hadith narrated by Abi Waqid al-Laythi, that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he went to Khaybar, passed by a tree for the polytheist named that Anwat that they used to hang their weapons on, and, and the companion said, O Messenger of Allah, make for us a that al-anwat, like they have that al-anwat. The Prophet ﷺ said, Glory be to Allah. This is like what Musa's people said, make, us for a, make for us a god like their gods, by the one in whose hand is my soul, you shall follow the way of those who were before you. Ibn Mas'ud, may Allah be pleased with him, said, You are the Ummah nation that most resembles Bani Israel in their manners and ways. You will follow their actions bit by bit, except I do not know whether you will worship the cow or not. And in spite of what the Ummah has fallen into, and what it will fall into by imitating other nations, it is a decree from the decrees of Allah that will not be turned away. But this does not mean that the Muslim should surrender to this decree. Rather, he is required to take precautionary measures, for Allah has warned us about the ways of the disbelievers and commanded us to hold on to the most trustworthy handhold and also by rectifying and enjoining good and forbidding evil. If a portion of the Muslims, or even a majority of them, Allah forbid, imitate the disbelievers, this does not mean that the entire ummah has perished. For the textual evidences indicate that there will be a group from this ummah that will be openly on the truth until the hour is established, and the Prophet ﷺ informed, Allah will continue to plant new people in this religion and use them in his obedience. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah said, He knew in his truthful news that in his ummah 
there will be those who will hold on to his guidance, which is the pure religion of Islam, and those who will deviate to one of the sects of the Jews or one of the sects of the Christians. And the man does not disbelieve in every deviation. Also, he may not be immoral. Rather, the deviation may be a disbelief, and it could be an immorality, and it could be a sin, and it could be a mistake. And this deviation is a matter driven by one's nature and adorned by the shaitan. And for this reason, the servant is commanded to consistently invoke Allah for the guidance to steadfastness that has no Jewish or Christian origins. The Sharia of Islam clearly prohibited imitating the disbelievers in any matter, in the worships and the transactions, and in the manners and the traditions, and the clothing and the appearances. And the Sharia texts in this regard are vast, for differentiating from the polytheists and disassociating from them is one of the foundations of the religion. And a breach in it is a breach in the religion. For this reason, the Prophet ﷺ intended to differentiate from them always and forever. When he ﷺ approached Medina and observed the Jews fasting the day of Ashura, he commanded the Muslims to fast a day before it or a day after it to be different from them. Even the prayer direction was changed from Bayt al-Maqdas to the Kaaba to differentiate from their prayer direction, from Surah al-Baqarah. And from wherever you go out for prayer, turn your face towards al-Masjid al-Haram. And wherever you may be, turn your faces toward it in order that the people will not have any argument against you, except for those who commit wrong. And from the precise matters in this regard is what the scholars have deduced from the starting and ending of the Muslim fasts, and their aids being based on the sighting of the crescent, and that is to differ from the way of the disbelievers, for they establish these matters based on calculations, and the Sunnah prescribes hastening to break the fast, and delaying the early dawn meal, suhoor, to differ from them. And it is prohibited to sit as they sit. It was narrated from Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, that he saw a man leaning on his left hand while he was sitting in the prayer. So he said to him, Do not sit like this, for this is the manner in which those who are tormented sit. And in another narration, this is the prayer of the ones who have incurred the wrath of Allah. O people, the issue of celebrations of the disbelievers occupies the minds every year, for they have religious and secular celebrations, and the Muslim must know the stance regarding these celebrations. And a celebration is defined as every general gathering that the people hold repeatedly during a specific period, or in a specific place, or in both. Ibn Taymiyyah said, Every tradition, from the new or old effects that the people bring to life and repeat, is considered a celebration, Eid. And this is like the markets of the era of ignorance, and its effects and idols. For the people before Islam had many celebrations designated by a specific time and place, 
and all of them were prohibited and abolished by Islam. And the Muslims only have two legislated aids. And with this, we know that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam did not observe any other aid. Rather, he forbade it. And neither did the companions or those who came after them in the virtuous centuries. Rather, they used to prohibit doing so and used to warn against falling into them. And this is sufficient for the ruling on these contemporary observances and celebrations that they are plots from the plots of the falsifiers and heedlessness and ignorance from the majority of the Muslims, no matter how the people try to justify them and are content with them, and bring religious decrees and interpretations that are not based on the Book of Allah and the Sunnah of the Messenger wasallam. For any aid or celebration that does not have a basis in the Qur'an or Sunnah and was not observed in the era of the companions and in the virtuous centuries is established on falsehood. And it is said to those who allow them or observe them from Surah Al-Baqarah, Produce your proof if you should be truthful. I ask Allah to guide us to the straight path and to safeguard us from imitating the disbelievers and to guide the lost Muslims. Indeed, he is the all-hearing, answering.